Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two Teas in a Pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. All right, so I am back with my co-host of today because Tam is still in the dang hospital. Still doesn't need surgery, so that's great. But Emily and I will be... Emily and I. Who am I, Ryan? That's correct. Emily and I. Okay, Emily and I will be recapping Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let's start with New York. Yes. So it starts off, which it's pretty much... (laughs) I love these episodes where it's everybody just recapping people on what they missed because they had COVID or they were in Scotland right. or whatever it is. So that, that was the first half of the episode. But Jessel tells Jenna that she and Pavit finally did the deed. Sai tells Aaron on FaceTime that it took Jessel 25 minutes to warm up down there. Okay. My question for you is, are the women too invested in Jessel's sex life? How much interest would you have if you were on the cast? I mean, I do find it interesting. And I do feel like when you're on a show, you're on a cast, you're talking about your life, you're talking about your sex life. I feel like you're opening the door for other people to comment and have conversations about it. So I don't have a problem with that. I guess my my real question is, did she really not have sex for that long? And then when she's filming a TV show, they finally had sex. Like, I, I just have a hard time wrapping my brain around that. Well, I just kind of think she should get shirts made for all the women that say Jessel and Pavit and all I got was this T-shirt. Yeah, like, that's good. I mean, I like that, too. Like, or I, I, I just <laughs> I mean, maybe you can start to suspend your belief and be like, OK, maybe it just forced them to start talking about it because I'm sure when she first brought it up, it wasn't a fully planned that it was going to have such a big reaction. And then once it did, yeah. it became this whole to do. Um, so basically they got like pressured into having sex. They were like, we have to like, it's time before the season's over yeah. before the finale episode, we have to have sex. Yes. They're like, it's some way, somehow <laughs> you're going to get it in. Um, but also, which leads me to the next question about warming up down there. Are you, what does that mean? Uh, I don't. Uh, 
some people <laughs> really need a lot of foreplay. I am not uh-huh. necessarily one of those people. As long as you're yeah. just nice to me and we're connected in some capacity. <laughs> I'm like, what's your foreplay? You just want like a like a candy bar <laughs> and like you look pretty and you're good to go. Like yeah. just bring me a package of Twizzlers and tell me I'm hot. And like, I'm like, I don't that's different. Like I <laughs> essentially I just don't want you to just stick it in but I don't need much more than that like you look hot today or like something as simple as yeah I, I found my iPad yeah by myself. like uh, that's hot yeah that's so hot or like Teddy thanks for finding my iPod iPad I read yeah. my iPod it's now 18 years ago. Yeah. yeah thanks for finding my iPad I appreciate you I love you good to go let's go go All right. um so I do wonder what kind of warm up one takes. Like, is it a fitness warm up? Is it like- is it like calisthenics where you're like stretching and you're like doing squats? Or did like- it mean that he had to like go down on her for 25 minutes? I don't know. I can't even picture that because he seems very interested in just like sandwiches and and, and champagne first class. Yeah, I can't picture him like putting in doing that a kind lot of work. work. And for 25 <laughs> no. minutes, like. Yeah. like my playlist my sex playlists are like 18 minutes long and those wait what's on your sex playlist like what songs <laughs> i already get so much they're like the world's <laughs> cheesiest songs like party and <laughs> oh i like i like like guns and roses That's like every rose has playlist. its thorn you're like yeah yeah oh yeah oh uh, yeah mm. like the 80s like ballads like 80s rock ballads yeah i'm that's good sex music like i'm pretty much fine with anything as long as it's not super emotional i'm good to go um but then Sai tells aaron that pavit is going to vietnam for 24 hours to rack up his flyer points aaron says when you add that to the lack of sex it makes things strange do you mm-hmm. think it Sai and aaron are trying too hard to insinuate the pavit's cheating you know i honestly previous to this episode was kind of on board with the whole like that's weird that he's flying to vietnam and they haven't had sex for two years and it kind of makes things seem strange and maybe he's getting a happy ending or something in vietnam i don't know what's going on but then after this episode they just reminded me so much of shane and me like i think pavit's just like shane like i feel like he's just like he doesn't really feed into the whole filming or the other women i don't think he really cares and i think they have a really solid relationship i actually really liked them this episode and i thought that they have such a grounded and good relationship that i was like she doesn't care that he's falling i wouldn't care if shane wanted to fly somewhere and get a sandwich like he's not cheating on me i'm 100 <laughs> percent sure of that it's not happening i mean there are certain things that i care about like there are certain trips that i would not particularly love like i think at this well it's not even trips like if Edwin picked up golf, I'd be really freaking annoyed because not yeah. because of cheating, but because golf is a really long sport. And I think it's you mean, cause he's gone all day, all day, like golf. on a Sunday, like men who play right. golf are not like, that's not my yeah. love language. So you like, he needs like a short hobby, a short hobby, like, like, like air hockey. Yes. If he wants to, like in and out, if he wants <laughs> to go play an hour and a half pickleball game, I'm fine with yeah. it. But if he wants to do a full golf game, 
you know what? That's a lot of hours and you already work a lot. That's fucking annoying. But if you wanted to fly to go get a sandwich, I, and I also think the sandwich thing is taken out of context. I do think, I mean, <laughs> I as they said on watch what happens live, like they are trying to do something with the mileage. It does come up. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not rich enough where that I even have that type of mileage. I'm just like flying spirit airlines. Here. Okay. Well, he did make a reel to explain the airline situation because <laughs> okay. I didn't really understand it. And I kept asking Shane questions last night. I was like, I don't get it. It's a voucher. Like if there was COVID, he has to use it. It was $15,000, but he got it for 900. I'm confused. So apparently Pobbit made a reel explaining it. And it was just basically like something like he got a deal on a first class flight. That's normally 15,000, but he paid 900, but then it got canceled because of COVID. But now he can use it, but he doesn't know exactly when he can use it. It's just whenever there's like an extra seat. So you're just kind of waiting like on standby. So it's like a Groupon you. for a flight to Vietnam. Yeah, like something like that. And so, so it's going mean, to expire I, at some point. Right. And so he has to use it. And I think that's why she didn't really know the date. Like he was probably like, oh, if a seat opens up, I'll go next week. So then she tells her friends, oh, he's going to go next week. But I don't think she was lying. I think she just really didn't care. Yeah. Like whenever he's going to go, he's going to go. But then Aaron, is, of course, is hosting a couple's night. And the group asked Pavit why he's going to Vietnam. Pavit says he likes to get away and use his miles. Jessel says she has never had friends so invested in her husband's travel schedule. Do you think the husbands are getting too involved with Pavit and Jessel's relationship? The husbands? Yeah, like, because they're all now saying, like, well, that would I... mean I'm this. That would mean I'm doing that. I, <laughs> I think these husbands in this episode may have uh -huh. been overserved to touch. Yeah, I just, the way I took it was I thought they were just having fun and making jokes. And I felt like he was just playing along with it too. I mean, I don't really think they think he's cheating on her or anything like that. So I just felt like they just had some drinks and they were just making fun. Like also, I'm not, I didn't take it. I don't think it's that deep. Like it's, it's not that deep. But then Sai tells Jessel that she was offended at their lunch when she brought up Sai's mom. Jessel says she thought her experience with her uncle would relate to Sai. Sai says she wants Jessel to be real and honest. Jessel says she has never lied. Sai says you lied when Pavin was going to Vietnam. Jessel uh, says she is over this mean girl shit. Sai says you make yeah. no sense when you speak and you never answer questions. Do you think that Sai's frustrated with Jessel is like unwarranted? Or do you think Sai's just irritated that she brought up her mother in the first place and is having to re-talk about it over and over again? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! 
Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it, that's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV, on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers, probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you, to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together, we'll find it. It's gonna be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I really don't think it's justified. I, I actually felt badly for Jessel. I felt like Cy was just trying to find any opportunity to jump on her and jump down her throat. And then she kept saying, I didn't want to go to lunch with you anyway. I didn't want to be there. And I don't know. I just thought it was, I, I thought it was mean. I, I you well, know, I, I did. I find myself missing when Cy just complained about food. Yeah, I liked that better. Um, I don't know. I felt badly for Jessel. I felt like she did want to have lunch. She showed up 45 minutes late. So I like she didn't she want to have 15. lunch on time, but she did yeah. want to have lunch. No, but she's like, I was just like 15 minutes late. But Sai <laughs> saying she doesn't but it care was like after bringing up the subject is very much the same as like a troll who comes on to post on like yeah. your Instagram and then says, nobody cares. Well, clearly yeah. you do because you're here. Yeah. And you follow me, idiot. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> obviously I like the people that always like, like they'll comment something like, you're irrelevant. And then I'll look and they follow me. And I'm like, you're stupid. Then why are you following me? Why are you following me and commenting and then telling me I'm irrelevant? It, it makes no sense. But then then they're at this couple's, which I found also interesting that this couple's place was called Swingers. I didn't realize yeah. at first when they said Swingers, I was like, I got all perked up. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's like it a golf, golf reference. Yeah. Or mini golf. Um, Uba says, ask the guys why they thought their wife was the one. But the part that I also found confusing was everyone's real revved up about Povet's answer, but Povet's answer was kind of the same as Abe's. I actually thought yeah. it just seemed he added well, one extra line in, but pretty much like, I want to live a good life, have fun with my person, yeah. do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But after hearing- I I took it as I thought it was very I thought it was a compliment. I thought he made a I mean, he didn't say his best friend, but the way I took it was like he married someone who was like his best friend that he has fun with. They have children together 
And she lets him. And when he said she lets me do what I want, I didn't take it as like she like I go out and cheat on her and she ignores it. I took it as she doesn't try to make him into someone he isn't like she lets him be him. He's a little quirky. He's a little odd. But she she lets him be that, you yeah. know. Um, And then I also I've realized in in this moment when you see like Aaron's face with Abe and and also size husband like they're all now at this point they're all tuned in and I feel like all their antennas are up and they're so excited to point out that Pavit and Jessel are having issues so like yeah. there's not going to be any conversation no. about you know hearing from Aaron and Abe that they are considering threesomes or any of these other yeah. things that have been discussed well, poor Pavit. He was just in a position where it was a lose-lose. I mean, he could have said Jessel's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And they would have been like, oh, he's making that up. He's just saying that to cover up for the fact that he's flying to Vietnam. That he's know? not wearing his wedding ring, even yeah. though he hasn't worn it since after right. two weeks after they got married. Yeah. But And Shane's never worn a wedding ring either, just to throw that out there. Not one time in the 15 years we've been married. And I'm not worried the least bit. Well, Edwin lost his when we first got married. He threw it. He was throwing a football at, at you. No, oh. <laughs> he was throwing a football at my dad's house and the ring fell off and uh-huh. I cried and thought it was bad luck. And then my little brothers had to go out with like a little like gold Metal finder detector. and find the ring. Yeah. Like, so I'm weird about the wedding rings. I want a wedding ring on, but I think it's one thing if you wear a wedding ring for years and then you decide not right. to, I think yeah, that's, you know, that's different. But I think if you... If your husband has never worn a wedding ring, mm-hmm. that's a decision never. that you make from the beginning. Yeah, he never has. It's never been an issue. But what was Pavitz? He had it and he lost it? He lost it two weeks was? after they got married. Yeah, and how long have they been together? I mean... I don't know. They've been best friends know. forever. But do you think that this is the same that Aaron that got pissed that Bryn used the word divorce at her vow renewal is the Aaron who is insinuating someone else's marriage is in trouble? Like... Yeah, I, I thought Aaron was the instigator. Like, I liked how she was, I mean, not, I didn't like, but I found it interesting how she was listening to the whole conversation, but then she just kept saying, like, I agree with Cy. I'm siding with Cy. I'm, like, she was team Cy, no matter what happened or what anybody said. Um. Yeah, and then, but then we get to, we get past this this meal, which uba's now showing sai her boyfriend which she's not showing to the other girls and just to show what a good right secret keeper sai is or whatever it is and then um we have the sit down between bren and jenna and mm-hmm. jessel and pavit which is the recap because of the COVID in the scotlands and right. Pavit just immediately sits down and says something a guy would would naturally just say, which is like that she's bipolar. Yes. <laughs> and then all the women panic. Because they're like, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> Retract. Then Bren says that Aaron told her that Pavit wasn't wearing his ring. Jessel said, you know, all of it. I mean, if you were on this cast, what would your response be to Aaron and Sai's constant involvement? in Jessel's marriage I think they just don't like Jessel I agree I think they don't like Jessel and I think they're just going hard for her and any opportunity they can find to to dig at it or to you know make it try to try to twist it make it look bad make it look like there's marriage problems they just they take it but you know I mean Erin was mad about somebody mentioning divorce and she got so pissed about that but she's I mean they're constantly 
you know, trying to tear down Jessel's marriage, which I think is worse. I'd rather have someone just make, make a joke. one comment, yeah. like a joke, like, haha, let me know when you get divorced. I mean, I would take that over someone consistently, repeatedly tearing down my marriage every time I'm around them. Yeah. I mean, you, in this moment, you actually see Jessel get emotional. Like it's starting to hit her, like as much as she's, yeah. and I think that Jenna is, is being a good friend to Jessel. Like she's saying to her mm -hmm. things like, listen, you don't have to find things to relate to these other girls about. Like you, mm -hmm. you're trying to find a connection where there's not a connection. And I think all well, she's trying to find a connection and the other person has to reciprocate or there's no, re there's no connection. Right. And if they're not going to reciprocate, you're never going to make a connection. So at some point you have to just back out. You have to just back out. And, and mm -hmm. I think Bren made a good point. She's like, I guarantee if one time Jessel stood up for herself in a dramatic way, then Sai would probably start kissing Jessel's ass. But the yeah. fact that she knows she can string her along and make her feel like shit is, you know, well, that's pretty much that's that's New York. Uh, let's take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Salt Lake City. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you. Do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. Probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together we'll find it. It's gonna be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. 
Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so we are back to talk about all things Salt Lake City. I recently just saw Angie when I was at the horse show. And oh, she was there? She was there. Her daughter rides. So oh, that's right. Yeah. I saw her. She had on the goggles. Oh, the, the pink ones? Yeah. And the, I, they're, it's her welding. Yeah. Her getup. Like she's going to put together a steel building later. She had them on. She said she was <laughs> going to send us some for the pod. And I was like, well, don't sleep on that because we need them yeah, before we'll the season's over. We will wear them. Um, it starts off where Angie pulls Meredith aside to address the rumors about her husband. Meredith says she has no idea what Angie is talking about, but there are rumors. Angie says that Meredith has gone after every marriage in the group, but she is the only one spreading her legs outside of her marriage. Uh-huh. Heather says she's heard the rumor before in Utah. People always say male hairdressers are gay. If a guy wears a cardigan, they think he's gay. Um, how do you feel about housewives using a gay husband rumor on the show? That was a lot of questions in there. I know. Let's, um, okay, first of all, I like Meredith's statement. What was it? I didn't hear any rumors. Or no, what did she say? I didn't say any rumors, but I heard this or something. I mean, she could contradict. Say it again. Essentially, what, what, what Meredith is saying is, I said I heard rumors. I didn't say what they were. Right. Yeah. Which is wor- um, Which is always worse to me. I know. I told you. We talked about this before. I can't stand that. You know, I had to deal with that last season with the whole someone said something about you, but I'm not going to tell you what they said because, you know, I just keep it in the vault. But it's like then you've got two choices, either say what it is or shut up. Like, I hate that middle intermediary. I'm still a good person because I'm not telling you exactly what it was. So I guess that's Meredith's position is like, I just threw it out there to everybody that there's rumors, but I didn't actually say what the rumor is. But Monica had no problem saying the rumor over and over and that reminds me of what you said about Sutton where like her face lights up when she says something yes. I felt like that was Monica she's like well she I heard well let me tell you what it was I mean how many times did she repeat it I mean she must have said it four times in well the episode, I think it essentially went like this it's like Meredith said that when she was the rumors and she was all I like how she says rumors I know rumors. The rumors. The rumors. so Meredith set it up but then Whitney took the ball mm-hmm. and essentially went, gave a little softball to Monica, and then Monica right. hit it out of the ballpark. Like, I think it was okay, but then a collaborative effort. It was. It was the team effort on everyone's part, except for Lisa Barlow, who's just happy that everybody's there having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ugh. But, okay, so how did Monica know the rumor? Did Meredith tell Monica, or is this just something Monica heard on her own in Salt Lake, just independently? not from Meredith. That's my question. All I know for certain is what's not a rumor is that Mary is so rude to all service staff. I can't even take it. I know. You know what? I'm over Mary. I found her slightly amusing in like the first couple episodes. And now when she wanted pizza and it's a go box at somebody's party, 
and she didn't understand why they didn't have a box. And then they were trying to explain they didn't want to touch it. And, and then she's then like, she's you're, like just you're just lazy. Lazy. What a root. Oh man. Can they just get rid of her already? And, just- and then she wasted an outfit and then she wanted to know where the food, she's just terrible. She's it's terrible. It, it really is getting me to a bad place. There's always going to come up when a, a guy is a hairdresser that they're going to be gay. Yeah. So there's always going to be. And I don't think, I don't think that's mutually exclusive to Utah either. I think people just always. It's a generalization. It's just a, it is a generalization. Yeah. But no matter what state you live in. Right. But I think the scene between Angie and Sean, where she tells him, I think this was actually a brilliant scene. And the fact that Sean didn't get upset that somebody called him gay. Mm -hmm. He got upset at the infidelity portion. And this is where this couple really won me over because it really was about like, you are saying that I am not being faithful to my wife. Right. And that's the root of the issue. It's not someone questioning my sexuality because let's be honest, every housewife, every house husband that comes on a housewife, Shane's gotten called gay so many times. He's gay. He's gay. I see it constantly, but the issue is, is when you're insinuating that he's having extramarital affairs, regardless of sexual identity, that has nothing to do with it. He's hurt and upset because someone's making rumors that he's cheating on his wife. And that's the problem. And that's what the other women are so out of touch. They're not even getting. No, they're just making about, they just, they're just happy to say, they, oh, they just want the a salacious rumor. It's men. It's with men. It's men. They're emphasizing the men part, but yeah, I do. I love that scene too. And he actually cried and I felt for him because their family's so tight and so close and they're so worried about their daughter. And his concern was he doesn't want anyone to think that he would ever cheat on his wife. And he doesn't want his daughter to ever think that he would ever do that to his wife or to his family. And that was, it was such a profound moment. I really enjoyed it too. And enjoyed it in a very deep heartfelt way. Like I really felt for him. And then I also appreciated like when they gave us a little bit more backstory on them, like we saw pictures of them when they first started out and like, it just gave us a more like 360 view of them as a couple where I feel like when you come in, I think it's different when you come in as a full housewife versus when you come in originally Mm -hmm. as a friend of, you don't get much backstory on the friend of Mm -hmm. that then turn into housewives. So the Mm -hmm. fact that we got a little bit more was helpful to me. Um, yeah. And I didn't, I, I don't know much about, I actually don't know anything about Greek Orthodox or Greek Orthodox religion. I don't know anything about that, but I do like that they explained how that was central to their marriage and their life and, and their family and their extended family. And that they would, they, they wouldn't partake in any type of infidelity because it's just not, it's not accepted within their, you know, traditional roles in their religion. Yeah. And And I I liked that they explained that too. And they do. I thought that added a layer of depth. And they do seem like a good couple. Like they don't, they seem like they have a, a good mutual respect for one another. They seem to be on the same page. Um, Okay, I do have, I did have one problem with that scene, though. My only problem with that scene was that she was waking up out of bed with a robe on, getting a cup of coffee with full glam. I know. I was like, girlfriend, you did not just wake up like that. I know, but I think that it's, and I'm saying this in a loving way, Angie, but when I saw her at the horse show, she's like, she said one of those things like, oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm embarrassed that you're seeing me without makeup on. And I was like, oh my gosh, Uh you look beautiful no Mm. matter what. And look at me, like I've been up for like 80, 120 hours. I think Mm -hmm. there's something when you first get on the show 
that mm-hmm. pressure to look a mm-hmm. certain way. And regardless of how beautiful you are naturally or without glam, but especially mm-hmm. when people are so brutal online. They are, but I guess to me it was like it felt moment, that part made it feel fake. I know. Yeah, it was like the moment was so real and the moment with the husband was so real, but then I just couldn't get past the fact that she sat in a chair and had her makeup done before I know she had that moment with her husband. That was it. I was like, I just felt like it should have just been especially when the one part that the part that I've loved Monica the most this entire season mm-hmm. has been the part with her kids. Mm-hmm. where she doesn't have a lick of makeup on. She's a hot mess express. She's yeah. picking up socks. Her little kid says boner. Like yeah. that scene. Is boner a bad word? Yeah. And then the other kid's <laughs> like, that's a really bad word. And like, yeah. <laughs> you could see their relationship and you just kind of appreciate her as a mom in that moment. Yeah. Um, And I liked that she had no glam on. I liked that like she looked exactly the way we all look going to carpool. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate women and housewives and, you know, I don't, I wear makeup on camera and I don't wear makeup on camera. I do both, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't feel the need to always have it on. Yeah. I think it's just me. I think it just depends on the person. And so, you know, you do mm-hmm. you, but it, we are able to clock it when somebody's glammed. Well, I was going to say, going back to that scene, though, with Meredith, Meredith drove me nuts, though, because she ran away from every conversation. She always does. It's just like, as soon as someone goes to talk to her and confront her, the she doesn't even get like a full sentence out. She's just like, I did not spread the rumors. And then she splits and then she splits again. And then she leaves and she puts on her big cape and she exits the building. It's like every time the line she said one of this a couple seasons ago was like, I'm disengaging. And so then she just leaves every, and it drives me nuts because you can't throw a little log on the fire, watch it explode Mm -hmm. and then leave every time when it comes back at you. Then we get to the Lisa Barlow scene where Lisa makes it all about (laughs) (laughs) You got to love Lisa Barlow. I, she's, 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 I love Lisa. She's a character. Of course. I love how she was so triggered. Like she was like she went from like zero to a hundred like I felt like was there like 30 minutes of filming in there that they cut out that led up to that or do you think it was just like that I would that was my question I was actually (laughs) trying to decipher how much was on that charcuterie board to see like how much time had actually passed to get right right level (laughs) um but the way it looked was like that Andrew was just starting to tell her story and then Lisa was like yeah bam which she's like, wait, you, you were at Heather's house. Yeah. <laughs> you went to like, you were at her house. <laughs> and then she did this to me and she did that to, you know, all of it. Um, And then Lisa and her son, and they're talking about the missions and all I could think during the pedicure portion of this was, oh, Lisa hasn't gotten kicked out of the pedicure place yet. Like the tanning. No, salon. not that one. That, it might've been a new salon. No, that was the tanning salon. She got kicked out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure she's been kicked out of other places. Like, <laughs> let's let's be serious, Lisa. How many places in Salt Lake City have you been kicked out of? Ugh, true. Let's we need a list. Um, <laughs> then we get to Linda, Monica's mother, says Monica's daughter needs Jesus. Monica tells Linda that she apologized for raising her in the church. Linda says it's important to go to church every Sunday. Monica says, Yeah, well, your daughter still got pregnant at 19. <laughs> Monica tells 
Lynn tells Linda to not say nasty things when she thinks Monica is not listening. They started talking about how they thought that they had hung up the phone. And then Linda starts yelling, Monica's a bitch. Um, I hate her. Get her out of my life. God, that was horrible. I mean, the whole thing was horrible. And if I were Monica, my mom would instantly be on the do not call list. And I'd be returning that Louis Vuitton scarf that I obviously bought her when I got my one bag for filming. I know I saw the scarf too. And I was like, clearly <laughs> she got that when she went to Louis Vuitton and cried and bought her one bag. She got her mom a scarf. She was like, here, wear this one more film. But maybe don't wear it with that headband. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> you might want to rethink that. But I did love the grandma. I like the grandma too. The grandma's funny. She's like, don't talk dirty in here. No dirty talk. And I also didn't really <laughs> no understand that card game. I, it's just, you have the card and if you do, you just throw it in the middle. I don't know. It's like go fish or something. It, it I don't seemed, know. Maybe they just made it up. It seemed like that, but <laughs> you can, de- I, I do appreciate that Monica is trying to like share her life. And, mm-hmm. but the problem is Linda is trying to show us an, obviously a fake version of what their life is. <laughs> yeah. And Monica is not having it. She's not having it. <laughs> I actually really like Monica on her own yeah. when she's with her kids and family. It's when she's with the other women that she turns me off slightly because I feel like she's so interested in just being an instigator. Because she's I don't a really trier, know Which, yeah, I don't, I don't know where she's fitting in. I don't really know who she's friends with. I don't really know what relationship she has with any of the women. I can't tell. Well, on Watch What Happens Live, the way they've led this up to it is we all thought that she was close with Angie. But Angie uh-huh. said on Watch What Happens Live, she had only met Monica one time prior to filming. Oh, yeah. They made it like they were good yeah, friends. Yeah, but one time. Yeah. Come on. No, that's not friends. That's not friends. One time. No. I'm better friends with, you know, the guy at Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, one time. They, I guess one time, Jen Shaw, Monica, and Angie made like a TikTok video together. And that's the time they met. And they obviously oh. saw at that time that Monica's going to make good television. Um, and here we go. The rest is history. Then we get to the end of the episode where Whitney tells Heather about Lisa's reaction to Heather inviting Angie over. Whitney says Lisa was jealous and hurt. Heather says if Lisa wants a genuine friendship, she should tell her about Jack's mission. Do you think Lisa should have told Heather about Jack's mission? And why do you think Lisa cares that Heather invited Angie over? Well, the whole mission thing, like I had a, that, that was an interesting episode or I mean, scene for me because I actually, I'm married to a Mormon who went on a mission and I also have a stepdaughter who just went on a mission. So I guess maybe what I want to clear up about a mission, just because Heather, I felt like she made it very, um, one dimensional where it's like, you just go around and knock on doors and try to convert people to Mormonism. I just, I feel like it's more complex than that. I mean, clearly they do a lot of, um, they, they do a lot of good. They do a lot of work. They do a lot of volunteering. There's a lot more to it than just, than just that, selling the word. Yeah. I mean, clearly. And, and I asked Shane about it and he said, it's not selling. It's just trying to open people up to an opportunity. And then they, they make a choice, their own free will. Um, so I felt like that was a better way to say it, maybe less judgmental way to say it. But um, I mean, why would Lisa tell Heather? She wrote a book called bad Mormon. I mean, yeah it's I don't like why would she go to her and be like oh by the way my son's gonna go on a mission when clearly Heather has serious problems with missionaries and the church and you know she had a bad experience I don't take anything away from that everybody has their own experience their own thoughts their own you know um 
experience. I don't know what else to say besides experience. Like that was her that- personal experience, but it doesn't, I mean, why, why would Lisa want to tell someone something that they know they're going to have a negative yeah. reaction to? And especially I when mean, it comes to your kid, you don't, you just want to keep it clean. Right. Well, that that's the end. We've completed uh, another two episodes. We are looking forward to doing more recaps with you guys in the future. Let us know your thoughts, questions, and concerns. And uh, I'll be back in a couple days with all things Real Housewives of Orange County. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, goodness. Have fun with that. Lucky me. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Shane. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.